Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 57, and today we're talking about your life vision go big or stay stuck. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this today is I think that a lot of us set goals for ourselves, whether that is owning things or progression in our life, our careers, our families, or anything else that you can have goals and aims. And the challenge I think a lot of us have is that once we tick that box of the next thing to achieve or to acquire, we never actually feel satisfied. So that begs the question, are we actually setting our visions too small? Are we not focusing far enough ahead? Like, What are we doing wrong? So one of the examples of this, I would say, is for a lot of people, you might have your sights on the next promotion at work, the next pay rise, the next grade increase, the next management position, whatever it happens to be. And I would suggest that a majority of people that get into that position after the high of the achievement of it and potentially the more money coming in the front door, what happens is you find that you're not satisfied with it. That actually it isn't ticking those boxes, it's unfulfilling and you're actually looking for what the next thing is. How do I move to the next role? How do I get the next pay rise? How do I achieve the next thing? And to me that therefore suggests that the goals that you had, the things that you had on your list as what were going to fulfill you, actually aren't the right things. We're setting our sights too small, too short term, and that means that we're never gonna be satisfied about the work we do along the way because we're never looking at an ultimate goal. So the question is, is it okay to have a shopping list for life? Is it okay to define what you realistically want from life? I think what we need to start to do is really pinpoint a list of what we need, what we want from life, what we're looking for, and make that list as to what we think would make us feel prosperous in our future. So rather than aiming for that very short-term next pay increase, maybe the next nice meal or the pair of shoes you can own or whatever it happens to be, what does life look like for you ultimately? Now obviously there are a lot of steps along the way in the progression from where you are to where you want to be. And that means that from a career point of view, there are stepping stones, there are promotions and other things if you want to go a particular place in the corporate ladder. So I'm not dismissing the fact that a pay rise and a promotion is a good thing, but I think that you'd feel less underwhelmed by such a thing if you knew it was a piece of a bigger puzzle that you'd already pictured in your head rather than it just being the next step and that's as far as your focus went. That's, I think, where we can get disgruntled with the world around us and the life that we're living, that we keep having these things appear in our lives and they're not really fulfilling us. And I think actually that's where a lot of our habits as a society can come from as well. The requirement to buy the next great thing, the requirement to spend all of our money and all of our time on this and that and everything else, the really short-term highs that ultimately don't really work towards the goals that we have and ultimately don't leave us feeling as fulfilled 
as we might hope. They don't tick that box. They don't really get deep into us and excite us and give us that kind of prosperous feeling that we were hoping for. Instead, everything seems to be this little sticky plaster that's going to fall off very quickly and leave any little wounds you have open to the elements and not really provide you with that long-term fulfillment that you're hoping for. So I suppose the question is, how do we get started on a journey of actually, rather than looking shorter term and for the small gratification, how do we look at the bigger picture of what we want? And I think the first step is actually just writing a list of things that you would like. And not in the short term, but long term down the line. Now, obviously, you want to make sure that you're making this list realistic, but also ambitious at the same time. I think if you're writing down things like having a Ferrari and stuff like that, then that's maybe a step further along ambition than you need to be focusing on. And if that's something, then only that is the thing that's going to fulfill you, then there's probably different things you need to look at uh, as far as deeper fulfillment. But ultimately, writing down those things that you're looking for, the kind of ideal job, the ideal working hours, the ideal home, location, types of vehicles, whatever it happens to be, looking at those things at quite a high level is what will enable you to really focus on where you want to end up and at which point you're not so focused on the little steps along the way that ultimately don't make a difference. And also what it means is rather than being short-sighted about saying, I want this next promotion, if you have a much bigger goal in mind, then what you'll do is you'll maybe not think about the next promotion, but maybe the one after it or maybe sidestepping somewhere else. And what it does is opens up a lot more opportunities to get towards this goal. I think that the issue we can often have is if we're just aiming for one thing, the next logical step, that we're quite blinkered in that that's the only way to go, that's the only place to get there, that's the only next thing that I can achieve. And therefore we're not really open to the other paths and other opportunities that might occur in order to get to ultimately something bigger and probably further away. So once you've written out a list of things that you'd want and that you'd like, maybe it's worth thinking about what that list would look like five years ago. So how many of those things that you have now in the world were on that list? How different is that list that you'd write today versus the one from five years ago? Is it the same? Is it vastly different? How much variation is there from five years ago to today as far as what your requirements are for life, the things that you'd want, the things you want to achieve. And I think that ultimately, when you're comparing five years ago to today, there's only three ways it can go. Either we have ticked a lot of those things off that we once had, and at which point then that would suggest that you're setting your sights too small. Because ultimately, if you've written a list five years ago, and you've achieved all those things that you wanted, and yet you're still not feeling prosperous, clearly you didn't think big enough. Or your expectations of how you should feel and what you've allowed yourself to feel ultimately aren't aligned with the list that you're writing in the first place. 
So do you actually have a life vision? Do you have something tangible that you've taken time and created, not based on materialistic things, that endless list, that Santa Claus list? Is there something that you've carved out that you know that you're working towards? And I think as part of this community with our podcast, we're hoping that you shift from more goals-based to actually being a vision-based. So Matt, I'll ask you, what is some of the visions that you have that you know that you're working towards? So I'm working towards ultimately providing as much information and knowledge to the people that we supply things like the podcasts and the YouTube videos for. And off the back of that, trying to live as prosperous and fulfilling life as we can for ourselves and our family and make the most of our time and our skills. And what does that look like? (laughs) What does that look like? What does that look like? Come on, name it and claim it. Rather than a high level, what does that actually look like? See, that's the thing, I suppose. Sometimes we can get caught up in trying to create visions and goals that have defined outcomes. Mm -hmm. So I could say, right, for the podcast, I want to have a number of listeners, whatever it happens to be. But Am I limiting myself by saying I want 100,000 or a million or 10 million listens or whatever it happens to be? And also, am I setting myself up to be disappointed if that target takes longer to get to than I wanted? So sometimes I think that we need to move away from setting goals that are actually tangible and making them more about a feeling. Because I think that that's where prosperity comes in. That's where you can feel like you're prosperous. If you're aiming to have a job that you enjoy, that you don't go to bed on Sunday night thinking, oh goodness, another week of work coming, and you're really living for the weekend only, I think if you're looking for a job that means that you don't feel like that, and potentially having it where you're not working five days a week over extended hours, then achieving that isn't that difficult and you don't need to define that you also need to bring in x pounds and you have to do this hours and it has to be in this industry and you have to be in this position or anything else i think actually by setting prosperous goals that are a little bit looser and giving you a level of fulfillment regardless of what that actually takes a form of i think makes the goals much easier to achieve almost but also you're not setting limits to what you can do so as much as me saying i want this i want this podcast to grow so that more people can hear it hopefully more people can take on some of the messages to inspire them to do something different i don't have a number or a time scale on that but i do have the feeling that i want to continue to expand so that more people can see the opportunities that there are and for me that is I think defined enough as a goal without needing to be any more precise than that. I'm not looking for millions and millions of pounds to come in off the back of sponsorship deals or whatever. Although any sponsors listening, that would be <laughs> lovely if you want to. Million pounds sponsor deals. <laughs> but it's not about that. It actually comes from the personal fulfillment. And I think that from a job point of view, if maybe the skill set that you have in employment means that job satisfaction is harder to come by, but then making sure you've got a balance between what you do for your job and how much time you get to spend with your family and travel and all the rest of it, getting a better balance with that is going to make what you do for a living to bring the money a lot more fulfilling for you. Sometimes it's not about how much you can fill your cup, but more how much is everything else sipping from it. 
I think that if you don't have lots of things sapping from you, and if your aim is ultimately to be as fulfilled as possible, sometimes it's about just managing where your energy goes rather than trying to get more energy. So I guess what you're trying to say is you feel like you can be only in control of of what you put into any equation. So rather than say definite fixed amounts that you want to achieve, you focus on actually what's the best things I can do with resources right now. And then the vision backs up. Well, if I want to help the most people well, the world's then going to ripple effect what I can achieve. So if I focus on making the best things that I can right now with the resources or as resourceful as I can be, then whoever's hands it's meant to get into, it will get into. Whoever listens at the right time, whoever watches at the right time, that will all happen. Um, Yeah, I think so. And ultimately, if it doesn't happen, you've still got to find fulfillment in the right places. So if you're only going to be fulfilled by a Ferrari on the drive, you've got to ask yourself, well, what is it about the Ferrari? Mm Mm-hmm. Because ultimately a Ferrari costs what it costs, but also you need to be in a position where you have the money to service it and look after it and everything else. So actually, is it more of a representation of the financial comfort you have? Mm, Yeah, or the financial freedom. Like you would assume if you have that, people might respect you. People might think that you've got money. But then that comes from, are you looking for external validation? Yes. And can you get that in other ways? So this is the thing about having a vision for life. It's, and we've covered it on a previous podcast, asking why. And ultimately, by digging deeper, you can find that it's not the Ferrari or the money or the followers or whatever that you're looking for. It's actually something different. And by understanding what feeling it is you want, ultimately, then it becomes easier to set a vision for it, something you can control, and often something you can work towards a lot faster. So the fact is that, for me I feel prosperous because we can do the things we want to do now we don't have all the money in the world we don't have all the time in the world we've got kids that need to go to school and be picked up and everything else and we don't have a million bank accounts overflowing with cash that we can do absolutely everything we want to at the drop of a hat but I feel prosperous because we have that flexibility and freedom to live our lives pretty much how we'd like to. And also, I feel like we're putting things out into the world that are educating and enhancing other people's lives. And therefore, it's making a difference. So I get fulfillment from those things. So at which point then, I feel like the vision's almost ticked before I've got to the point where if I had a checklist of all the things I would like, there's probably a ton of things that I could put on the checklist that I would like to do. You know, I'd like a separate studio. I'd like a bigger gym. I'd like all of these kind of things. So these are things where you could say from a life vision or, you know, checklist point of view, I've not achieved yet. But the fact is that will I feel more fulfilled with them? And the answer is probably not. But will they enhance the life that we have and the existence I have day to day? And the answer is yes, but only because they're supporting probably what's already been ticked. And I think that's the thing, it's when your life vision is about having things that create happiness, create joy, so I get that car, then I'll be happy. I get that pay rise. You're always going to be let down if it's possessions that are going to give you happiness. You're always going to be let down. Well, even if it's not possessions, even if it's a job position. Mm. Well, you know, oh, I'll get this many followers on Instagram. 
then I'll be satisfied. <laughs> well, actually, no, all of these kind of things are supplementary. And that's, I think, the wonderful thing about how I feel, that from a prosperous point of view, I feel like so many boxes are ticked that, yes, I could have physical things or, you know, number of followers, listeners, and all these kind of things. But all they would do is add to what's already there rather than me sitting, hopefully, trying to create these things. Absolutely. And what I'm, I'm kind of latching upon, last weekend, actually, I had the opportunity, or as I film, or as we make this last weekend, I had, I had the opportunity to go to a Tony Robbins event. And it was actually the second time. So if you listen to the podcast last year, you'll know that in October, I got to go to Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within. It was a virtual event. And in the past couple of weeks, I actually managed to get a virtual ticket. Somebody gifted me a ticket to go a second time. And as Matt's talking there, what I'm hearing is really... It's about aligning with certain values with what you're doing every day and that will then create this fulfillment that you don't need to think of one day I'll be happy when. So Matt was kind of talking about he gets a sense of connection with people. That's one of the key values. You can also have certainty, uncertainty and variety. You can have, I've mentioned love and contribution. You can have passion and making a difference in the world as well and growth and achievements. So when you align with those values in your daily life, what happens is that you resonate with connection, with knowing that you're moving forward rather than waiting on when I get the next house or when I get the next promotion, I'll feel that I've made a contribution. Okay, that's ticked. Okay, but you could work on those values right now. You can actually create that in your life without waiting on the next thing. And I think the issue with the next thing is the next thing is never the thing. Yes. Yeah. So you say, oh, we could do with one more bedroom. So you move to a house with one more bedroom, but that's not really enough space. It just mm. happens to be that your vision for what you wanted was limited to possibly your cash flow at the time. So you're thinking to yourself, well, the necessity is one more bedroom. So that's my target. That's my aim. Rather than looking at, well, actually, what really are you looking for? When we're using a house example, how many bedrooms or different rooms or whatever would be ideal? Now, obviously, a lot of people would say, oh, you know what, an eight-bedroom castle or something. Well, again, you've got to look in the realms of reality and what's possible to you in the short term and long term. But also, you've got to say to yourself, well, why, why focus on middle steps and have them be goals when they're just middle steps. Mm, and mm. too many of us get focused on these middle steps and that's where your, your lack of fulfillment can come from because we write it down as a goal, but it's not. We know it's just a middle step. We just don't admit it to ourselves. So at which point we're there busy working away at trying to achieve these things, trying to get the next rung up at the, the corporate ladder. But we know that that's not where we're gonna say, right, I'm satisfied. I just need to do this job well. I'm not looking for another promotion. This is where I sit. This next house I've got, that'd be the one for the rest of my days. You, most people aren't thinking that, mm. but yet somehow these goals are cemented in their head of that's the thing I want to achieve. That's the certainty that I require. That's the thing that's going to make me feel satisfied and bring the joy. But it's because we put that focus on it being the answer to something rather than looking realistically at the fact that we have a bigger goal, a bigger journey in a bigger direction we want, then yeah, some things require middle steps. You can't go from the bottom of the corporate ladder to the top or wherever you want to get to without making steps along the way. 
for something like a house, you can decide not to make a middleman jump for the sake of it. You can actually pause and make probably better financial decisions along the way. But ultimately, if you see everything as part of a journey and you identify what those big visions are and aim for them correctly, then you won't get stuck in ultimately the emotions of feeling like everything that you achieve, everything that you have, everything that you receive isn't quite ticking that box. I guess what you're trying to say is you move to a vision base when you actually think of creating something that's bigger than just yourself, right? So a lot of the time people focus on what's the stuff that I individually will feel better about in my life. And the people who tend to have the most contentment and happiness and joy have usually had a vision that involves other people or a vision of the world being better in some way if we're we're talking about materialistic values the people who are running the fortune 500 companies what they've actually probably done is had a vision of creating a product or service that could then help a large group of people in the world improve the quality of their lives. There's a phrase, I think it was Jim Rowan who said, you know, you'll get everything, you know, it was Zig Ziglar, you'll get everything in your life if you help other people get everything they want in life. So the complete opposite to probably what traditional goal setting is, where it's you achieving a goal, it's actually saying, okay, how can you help with your vision other people as well as yourself get there so some of the key things that you can and if you're wanting to try you know and get out of this kind of your only goals but on a much bigger scale something something that's really going to propel you forward a great place to start a couple of tools are vision boards or something sometimes they're called treasure maps if you read a lot of the old prosperity books the vision boards so i have one on my laptop actually i've had one for a couple of years i think they're a great tool for because the brain obviously works on well my brain works quite strongly on pictures so one of the things about the human mind is if we can visualize it we tend to then think it's possible we back it up with words and actions and then it's more likely to come into reality so literally if you can see it in your mind you can create it and a vision board is a tool that is usually just a bit of paper where you put photos of the things the future that you would like to create so it could be items but when we're thinking about this go big or you know stay where you are stay stuck stay feeling frustrated maybe it's time to put pictures of how you want to influence the world what you want your talent and skill set to then have the ripple effect for 10 20 50 years down the line and also you can put words and things like yes, that onto the that vision board mind, yeah. so that it encompasses how you want to feel or how you might impact things also i say with vision board so it kind of goes against what i've said previously is absolutely you want some of those big goals on there those things that you're ultimately aiming for but a vision board also i see is something that does get refreshed and therefore, if your next step, so if you've got a car on the drive that ultimately will need replacing over the next couple of years before you can buy that Ferrari, then it's okay to put on the vision board the next car that you're looking for. Right, yeah. You can replace that with the Ferrari eventually. So it's okay to have some of these middle steps when they are necessary or when you, that you've chosen that they're important or they're just part of the journey. So if you, for example, start a YouTube channel, and you're looking for your first thousand subscribers, then having an image of thousand subscribers, there's nothing wrong with that because ultimately you've got to pass a thousand to get to 10 million. Yeah, yeah. You have to pass through that checkpoint along the way. So there's nothing wrong with setting that goal. And then once you achieve that one, you replace that image with 
10,000, 100,000, mm. whatever it happens to be. So it's okay to set micro goals, but it's making sure you don't set it as a destination. The end goal. And I, so that's something that I, I actually recreated my vision board on my laptop about a month ago. And this was, this, maybe this is some great insight for someone listening. I've, I've created a couple of these in the past and a lot of, well, pretty much everything that I've put on it has come to pass. But, but if it's not that exact thing, it's been something better. So I think that's a great way to put out. You're not going. You're not saying to your thoughts or reasoning or the universe. This is only what I'm willing to accept. It's actually the feelings behind it. And I got to the point where I was looking at my vision, my laptop vision board, and I I got the feeling that it wasn't big enough. Like what I had previously, I kind of. I got those the feelings that I was trying to generate. So I looked around the list and there were some things that hadn't been, you know, I hadn't been to that exact place or I hadn't had this. Or, but I felt, the best phrase I can describe is, it felt done. It felt complete. The feelings, the emotions that I wanted to feel in life, I was feeling now. So I needed something bigger. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would say is probably the difference. Like going from a goals list, that list of I want X, Y, and Z, you should look at it, but also get the feeling of, I feel that it served its purpose. I've got the things that I wanted in my life, the way I wanted to feel. So now I need to stretch even further. And my next thing on top of that, I think that's a phenomenal job. It was really on his heart to, tar- to talk about this today. My next step was, I'm a big writer. Writing's another great tool that I use. Um, and there's journals everywhere. I make no apologies for that. I love, love to get things out of my head. Anything that comes to you in terms of your vision, I'm going to say something not controversial, but something you probably won't hear on another podcast. And I do believe the visions that you have for your life are sacred. And what I mean by that is, yes, it's absolutely fine to tell people about things you're working on, that business idea, that body you're chiseling out. But here's the thing. People are usually okay with you having a dream, a vision at the start. It tends to be that if you're actually working towards it and achieving it and seeing success, that people might feel threatened. It might then ripple onto them that they feel that they're not getting a certain thing in life. I would always say sometimes as part of your vision, you need to not tell the world about it. Almost like, you know, when a woman gets pregnant, that little embryo inside you and it doesn't make an appearance till nine months later, till it's ready to be a baby, you know, till it's ready to enter the world. Some things that you'll have in your vision you're probably better not telling anyone, not shouting from the rooftop because then you'll allow yourself to nurture it correctly till it can be something tangible in the world. Yeah, I think that definitely making sure that you don't kind of go to announce to everybody what your intentions are and what you're working towards. The only reason really to do that is A, if you don't know enough about whatever you're working towards and need external help. So at which point you go to the right people And also, if you feel like you can't go it alone, then if you can find someone that you can go hand in hand with on the journey, so both of you are making progress at the same time. So something to think about there is, like if you're looking for weight loss, someone else who wants to be like a gym buddy and an accountability partner, that can be quite good. But for the most part, you will absolutely rub people up the wrong way because what happens is, when you are able to achieve something, when you start working hard towards something, and you do it for more than a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks is normally people's fall off point for trying something new and being consistent and making effort with it. And therefore, if you keep going beyond that and you start to see some progress, whatever it happens to be, 
then people start to see that they haven't made progress and they've fallen off the wagon at that point. And then as much as you might hope that they could be a cheerleader for you, what actually happens is it grates on their own feedback in their mind of how well they've delivered and ultimately see you as someone that's doing better, doing what they can't. And we look with a lot of envy to people that are doing things that we would like to do, but we've not been able to achieve. And the problem with envy is it means it comes out in just negative attitudes and unsupported behavior. So 100%, you should keep things to yourself as much as possible, work away quietly, and if people recognize, then fine, but you kind of keep your chit-chat to a minimum and just keep plugging away at the things you're working towards. And I think with that, the the goal of this episode, as I say, Matt felt very strongly to share this today. I think we challenge you off the back of it, right? I want you to take some time after listening to this episode about your own vision for your life. And if, if you're like, oh, for goodness sake, I've never thought about that. There's a bit of old school wisdom that keeps popping in my mind and it's without a vision, people perish okay so even if you look at various religious texts it all usually started with one person or a group of people deciding they wanted a better outcome not just for them but for the people around them and for future generations is there something within you that's been wanting to come out we all have unique skills and things that we can do I absolutely have no doubt I believe every life has a purpose and it's all about actually tapping into that for then the wealth the health the happiness everything to then be overflowing because you've got into your purpose you've got into to your journey in life and so is it about time you started to figure out and allow yourself to recognize what that is is there something that's on your heart that is something you could help someone else with. There's part of your journey you could share. There's a tool or a way you do things that could make life so much easier for someone else. I'm going to really encourage you after this podcast to think clearer about what you would like your vision of your life to be. It could even be taking a couple of the key areas such as your family, what would be in 20 years time, 30 years time, or even the next generation seeing and remembering you, what would that legacy or that vision you would like to leave them with? Certainly your contribution in the world. And then of course you can absolutely have visions for your health, your well-being and your money. So I've no doubt we're going to touch upon probably some of these concepts in more detail as we always do in this podcast. But take this weekly episode has that gentle nudge from the universe the gentle nudge from myself and Matt to think about are you living that vision filled life that you know will allow you to grow and develop far more than you ever thought or are you still stuck in a little bit of the goals the shopping list the Christmas card list if you like of ticking things off so thank you for joining us today on our little podcast is it and, little? Is it little anymore? 57 well, episodes? Well, okay, we're, we're down the line a little bit. And if you have enjoyed the podcast, why not give it a five-star review? And also, if we're going to get these million-pound sponsorships... I know, right? We're going to need more Did people Did you listening. name and claim that? So go share this with somebody. Well, actually, you know what? You're going to need to do a lot more than somebody if we're going to get to this goal. So just spam your social medias <laughs> send it out to all the people find your favorite episode if you don't have a favorite episode if this oh, is your tons. first one what's your back. favorite episode i don't know um i quite like episode 24 no so you're just making numbers <laughs> up and for me i've getting to that age now i can't remember what all of them were about so go and find your favorite episode and then send that to someone else or 50 other people whatever you want to do let's get us to a massive sponsorship we promise we'll keep the ad brief <laughs> 
<laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I will speak to you very soon. <laughs>